You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. You hear it here first, folks. Here, folks, Ben Bros. Phony. Rutledge and Hamilton, we're a show of the people. Matt Hamilton is a man of the people. Rutledge and Hamilton is a show of the people. 100%. 100%. We're just more approachable. People like us. Ben yeah. Brust got his walls up. This Too is cool. Broadcasting cool. live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton. Here's Jim Rutledge. The Matt So Old jokes continue to come in. <laughs> Matt's so old, he walked out of the curling museum and the alarm went off. <laughs> that's, that's some booty, Jeff. That's educator Adam in Madison. Uh, Jeff and Janesville. What's with these Adams hating right now? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Janesville chimes in. 34 with the voice of a 70 year old cigar smoking whiskey connoisseur. Uh, 8, 4, 4, what 7- am I going to sound like when I'm 70? Oh, God. 844 <laughs> You can call in. Matt's so old. He is. And you can give us your Matt's so old jokes. I'm loving this show so far. Oh, those Adams, like the original Adam, like Adam and Eve. Did they know you back in grade school, Matt? Was that oh, what it was? Get out of here. Get out of here, Wolversheim. Oh, man. So, Matt, you started the show and you're cleaning up right now in the sex appeal discussion uh, yeah. between you and Ben Brust. And if you want to see Ben Brust, the temp of the mustache, you can see what's your Twitter? Matt Jamilton. Matt Jamilton. Yes, you can. Uh, Matt has retweeted it, which we'll go over. Well, for sure. But I would compliment him. What's the term about uh, going over about it as well as a, a fart in church? Is that kind of the... <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go over well. Uh, Ben's not going to take that well. But, but I complimented on him on it. True. but It was very nice. Regardless, <laughs> which is why we can't ask this question. Like, who could grow better facial hair? Brust might be pretty low like in ESPN Wisconsin. I don't... Can Scalzo beat him? Yeah, Scalzo had a fuller... Really? Yeah. Scouse, oh. I've seen scout pictures of Scouser with a beard. Yeah, he had a pretty good beard. Oh, really? I remember, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got kiboshed at home. I could be wrong, but I feel like <laughs> pretty boy Scalzo, you know, got to keep that boyish look for him. Oh, my gosh. There's a saying for that. Um, some Something along the lines of, if your wife doesn't like you with a mustache, then she doesn't deserve either. You or the mustache okay. or something like that. I don't know. It's something along those lines. I, I take that to heart. I am nice enough to compromise with my wife and cut my mustache occasionally. Yeah, so like, share the story behind the mustache here. Because uh, since we are talking about uh, sex appeal, Matt Hamilton versus Ben Brust, and mustache is part of your, at least, uh, your motif. Yeah. How, yeah. Did that, how did that come about? <laughs> well, it came about because I, at one point, had a mustache just like Ben Brust's. Mustache on my Twitter page. Uh, I was trying to get prepared to do a Movember. This is back in 2014, maybe, when I was playing, even before I was playing with Schuster. We were in Canada a lot. They had the Movember things going. And I was like, well, I would like to participate, but it takes me about a month to even grow a mustache. So I took all of October, growing it out, and then I cut in the mustache for all of November. And then we had a good November in curling. So that was just like, eh. I'm just going to do the mustache and curling season. And then it kind of just turned into my thing. And Jen's thoughts on the mustache? Hates it. No, it still hasn't like grown on her at all? No. Just, nope. Hates it. Hates it because... Which makes no sense. She's like, 
your mustache is prickly when I give you a kiss. Yeah. I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. But apparently when like I have this beard, she thinks the beard's a good look. Like she thinks so this the- is a good look. And it doesn't bother her to kiss me when I have a beard, but apparently when I get rid of a little bit of the other hair, like around my my face, it makes like the mustache pricklier. I don't know. It's zero logic behind it. It's science. I think she just doesn't like the look of it and then tries to come up with weird excuses why I have to get rid of it. Take yeah. that for data. The mustache, like you, you pull it off, but you're also not like... It's mustache part of, is all about confidence. It is, but it's also a little bit part of more of your... Uniform, if you will, for when you curl, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to yeah, like it's more of my curling. Life. Yeah, you're not just rocking around town driving a Firebird. <laughs> oh, I with, wish. With a mullet. I mean, here's the thing. I, I would definitely if I had a Firebird. <laughs> you better believe I'd probably cut in a mullet and ref the mustache and drive around. I mean, it's a Firebird. There's a prerequisite. I look like Riley, our our intern here, who's uh, stepping in for us today. He's rocking a heck of a mullet. Me and him could go for a cruise in my T-Bird. Riley does have some good lettuce, I, I gotta say. He might have the best lettuce in the office, even with you here, Matt. Interesting. I mean, it, it, it's the best haircut. I'll give him that. G's got the best hair in the office. That's up. Yeah, that's true. Alex G does have a flowing so curly hair. Like so Alex G's got a little bit more of, it's not apples to apples, but like, because it's curlier, but Clay Matthews sort of like the long hair. Yeah. You know, that's got some... Some Pantene Pro V in it or whatever. It's like a mix Troy of, Palomalu, it's a, it's like a mix of have, like, Troy Palomalu and yeah, Clay Matthews. Yes. A little bit straighter than Troy. Yeah. Um, yours, I don't know what the what the comp would be for oh yours. NASCAR it's, driver? It's like this crummy middle of the road area right now. Like I, This is the worst point when you're growing your hair out. It's just not quite long enough where I could like get it out of my face, but it's long and it's annoying. It's This is the worst part. 844-770-3776. What? car do you most associate with having a mustache is it like a Ooh. truck is it a mustang is it a, a firebird a t-bird i'm just listing cars but 844-770-3776 what car do you most associate with having a mustache what car did uh matthew mcconaughey driving was it fast on no uh Fast Times. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, what was the all right, all right, all right? What movie was that? Uh, Days and Confused. Days and Confused, yeah. yes. What car was he in? It was like a white convertible, maybe a Chevy. I don't know. Well, you have to talk and I can look it up. So okay. keep on talking. <laughs> I mean, I, the first one I thought of was the Lincoln Lawyer. It was like, well, you drove the Lincoln and the Lincoln Lawyer, but I was like, he doesn't have a mustache in the <laughs> Lincoln Lawyer. 1970 uh, Chevy Seville. Chevy S- Seville. S454. It's pretty, that's, I mean, that's going to be associated. He is. I think Matt McConaughey had like a dirty little mustache in that. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, he it's does, like yes. short. No, it, right, that's what I mean does. by dirty. It's not it, like a it, fully grown it one. It's fit, just like it, it fit his character yeah. very much. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to be a high schooler, so I'd assume it was not going to be. No, this... he was the college guy oh, who would come that's back, right. yes. and he loved yes. all the high school girls. <laughs> that's yeah. right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Because his age changed, and theirs did not. Uh, <laughs> educator Adam and Madison chimes in on on cue with the conversation. A big white fan. That's how we will... Uh, big what? Big white van. Oh. There's another term oh, for it, but we're going to go mustache, with... Yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah, I was going to uh, say, yeah. ice Come cream on. truck, maybe? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ice cream truck. Come uh, on. Well, I mean, Adam's the one who said it. He said big white van. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, they're uh, both Jeff and Chainsville said the bread truck, which is, again, I think, along those lines. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> JB from the V with the Matt's so old joke. Matt is so old... When Moses split the Red Sea, Matt was on the other side telling someone he had a boat. <laughs> That's some booty, Jim. 
That's pretty funny <laughs> because that. everybody knows I have a vote. <laughs> That's the winner so far, no doubt. Oh, man. <laughs> 844-770-3776. We will take your... Not even the oldest one in the room. <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, your call is on. That's so old that... And we'll continue to take your jokes on that. And also, what vehicle do you most associate with having a great mustache? Great like, mustache? The Ben Rust mustache is more of the bread truck, ice cream truck yes, mustache. Yeah. Um... Otherwise, I would think. I think like the. I want the Firebird. I want the whole like decal on the hood, target top or a T top. Yeah, and just cruising. Yeah, it's got to be a muscle car summer or another. Well, I, don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I would if I owned that car. What about this? <laughs> just one? so I could lean up against it and look cool. <laughs> you can do some candy cigarettes from afar. You can't tell the difference. <laughs> Some of the old sugary Lucky Strikes or whatever those are. Yeah. The indoctrination that we all just were fine with between Big League Chew and, and candy cigarettes. Yeah. We're all just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's totally well, fine. I think it's kind of dope. Uh, this one, I'm putting this one up for vote. Ferrari 308 GTS, the Quattro. Uh, A Ferrari? That's Tom Stalock's car in Magna PI. Ah, okay. So the Ferrari 308 GTS. Because ah, okay. that, that mustache is iconic. And also, I would say. Let's look up this one. What car did uh, Smokey and the Bandit drive? That was a Firebird. That's, that's what I thought. I that's a black, the black one with like no, the... No, Trans Am. Trans Am. Yeah. Trans Am what? 1977 Pontiac Trans, Trans Am with the gold bird on the hood. That's what yeah. it says here. <laughs> okay, well, that's what it, I think it's a Fire Trans Am. Isn't that the same car? I Pontiac don't. Firebird? I think that's the car. No, Trans Am and Firebird are two different cars. I'm almost positive. I'm going to Google it. When I, I think did. of the Trans Am, I think of the old photo of Eric Dickerson when he got the, the car to go to SMU or whatever back in the uh, Pony Excess days. You know, the photo of him with the bad mustache coming out of high school. Eric Dickerson, the Hall of Fame running back. Yep, we know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. Matt, if the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Let's go to break. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. And it has a spoiler. The Firebird has no spoiler. Both Pontiac, both the same car. Both Firebirds. Trans Am is better. Here's the thing. They're both Firebirds. The upgrade, if you get the nicer model, the nicer model of the Firebird is called the Trans Am Firebird. Right here. While all Trans Ams are Firebirds, not all Firebirds are Trans Ams. Right? Does that make sense? You know the, the, you know what the, the key... Remember, I was around when this car came out in 1969. <laughs> so you can just give it a rest and the 22-year-old behind the glass doesn't need to correct me on cars about, anymore. We can talk about the... Uh, <laughs> we're talking about cars that uh, someone with a mustache would drive. Trans Am fits. I think the tip point would have been, uh, if it was a Firebird or not, is there is a giant Firebird on the hood of the Trans Am that Smoking Abandoned Drive. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's what I said. Uh, Ryan Middleton chimes in with a 1987 Chevy El Camino for a good... I was going to say El Camino. That's a pretty good one. Uh, then we have... Playing Electric Avenue on full volume. Electric Avenue? I think like Slow Ride. A slow ride's good, but I just like the vibe of Electric Avenue, especially for like an El Camino. Yeah, I guess I feel like Electric Avenue is more if you got like a love bus. Ah, maybe. 
Sorry, what what gets me into the mind? It's the Pineapple Express. It doesn't that where they're pulling up uh, to the the sure, light. That's I more, feel like someone else. They're is more, there. Yeah, they're more hipsters though. Yeah. So like in the original time, like now you're right actually. Yeah. Now just, someone would be dry, where you know listening to Electric Avenue, but when it originally came out, I feel like it's far more of like a Iron Maiden or you know just oh. a little bit more of like a a guttural sort of sound oh, as opposed to the, the funky. Uh, stuff uh, from Electric Avenue. Jeff in Janesville chimes in. The sideburns make the stash. I recently connected Ooh. my pork chops to my mustache. Wife, <laughs> pork Fully chops. Fully connected. So, so you've got a line of hair that starts just in front of your left ear, and you could f- literally trace a line across your mustache, under your nose, and touch your other ear without ever leaving your facial hair. So apparently this that is, is for work. A look. That, apparently this is for work photos. Wife's not a fan. Work Shocker. Photos. I bet it but looks work, great. I but, condone it. But work uh, photos are in a few months. Is so it, apparently. Well, please, job being please a civil send war one general? in, please. <laughs> Sorry, what I was going to say, is his job being a Civil War general? I mean, what what other sort of fa- person has that kind of facial I hair? I don't know, but if someone told, asked me to follow them into battle with that facial hair, I would. <laughs> Fair. So, <laughs> he may, hopefully. You can follow Matt Hamilton to Trapper's Turn on July 17th and see. Will you do the mustache for that day? Sure. All sure, right. Matt Hamilton in. will even go for the mustache that day. Uh, July 17th, sign up at ESPNMadisonOpen.com. That's where you can sign up. Get a foursome or raise some money for Catch, which is a community around the Children's Hospital. And uh, it's presented by Coors Light, so you're going to get plenty of beer, plenty of, plenty of free gear, including some stuff from Iron Jock, uh, some more swag out there. Matt Hamilton's confirmed. Mark Tausch is confirmed. Alec Ingold is confirmed. More and more athletes are coming through confirmed. The likes of me and Strofe and, and others who are... <laughs> Also, radio, radio personality, radio personalities there too. But you and really the WBA wanna, winner, uh, right? There you go, <laughs> WBA winner. Hopefully, by that point, I'll be a best of Madison radio team winner. Again, you can vote for us starting in June. As Rutledge Hamilton is one of the finalists for that. We got the photo from Jeff in Madison. It is real and it is spectacular. Matt Hamilton, I will show you during the commercial break. I awesome work wait. there, Jeff. Thank you for sending that in. And uh, Michael in Spring Green chimes in, ragtop Jeep guy driving too slow. This who's got the, the mustache as well. I would like a ragtop Jeep. That sounds like fun. It does. I, I borrowed a Jeep a couple summers uh, when I had you know some friends who had it. Or like an day. old Bronco. I think like a really old Bronco could be cool too. That would be. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. <laughs> I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, 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 this no, is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro no, Kia of Madison, no, no, Madison's no, no, trusted no, Kia dealership. So it is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. We've been throwing some big old stones at uh, Ben Brust already, but each and every day I waste a lot of time scrolling Twitter. Leaves me with a lot more questions than answers, and instead of answering those questions myself, I'll bring them here to Jim and Matt to answer them for me. I'll score those answers throughout, and at the end we crown our winner of throwing stones. So last night, the Florida Panthers swept the Carolina Hurricanes, the number one seed Carolina Hurricanes, in the Eastern Conference Finals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And after the game, the official Twitter account of the Stanley Cup simply tweeted out all lowercase meow. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) So, (laughs) I ask you guys, is the Stanley Cup the the most personality-fueled trophy there is? Matt, I'll start with you. I don't know if it's the most personality-fueled 
championship. What do you mean by that? Well, personality, like the Stanley Cup, like whenever they win it, they always get to drink out of it. You get to carry it around for like a week. The hockey each player, okay. the, I mean, the facial hair drip. It is pretty cool that the, they get to take the cup around. There's some stories of the Stanley Cup being lost in Canada yep. and all sorts of things. So, like, yeah, it, it, it is a pretty neat story. I like that it gets to travel around. I'm also stoked for Florida and the Panthers because I remember when I was a younger kid, back probably back in 96, the last time they were a relevant team in hockey, I was stoked on the Panthers. So I'm stoked on them again because I think it was 96 the last time they went or maybe even won the championship. I don't think I've ever been to the Stanley Cup. I can never tell you, to be honest. I will look it up while you respond. So I covered the Florida Panthers. I was down there for a while. Some kind of meh teams and the fan base not passionate. They did not show up when the team was meh. But they're winning now, and this is what Miami does. They show up when the team wins, just like with the Heat. Obviously, I hate the state of Florida, but I guess if you have to live there, you could have something good in your life, which I guess is your teams, the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat. But I'll say this. Um, yeah, the, the Stanley Cup's just got some drip, as the young folks like me say. Old guy Matt Hamilton might not understand it, but the uh, the Stanley Cup's got some drip. It's got the, the players grow the facial hair. There's just a lot of kind of goofiness to it. I think hockey players are really kind of down-to-earth uh, guys, and it's really fun to root for. And, yeah, it's it's got a lore to it that no other trophy has. Yeah, our, our ESPN West Palm teammate Ken Lavica tweeted out, South Florida versus the world. And I guess the Stanley Cup agrees. Meow, boys. No, so, they do the, uh, <laughs> what is it, the... Oh, like they that. make that they sound do, effect that in the stadium. stadium. Yeah. That's annoying. Cassa. So the Panthers did go to the Stanley Cup Finals in 96, but okay. they got swept by the Avalanche. And All I believe right. Patrick Waugh, back when he was in his, like, heyday. There you go. Oh, well... The more you know. Again, we're you America. were probably not even alive then. Nice we're America, no, it was three years before I was born. Yeah, three years. <laughs> okay, I'm old. I get it. Thanks. Next question. <laughs> All right. Well, next question. Um, so South Florida is having a time, but Indianapolis will also be having a good time this weekend. This Sunday is the Indy 500, and this tweet from Jake Query, he's like an Indiana blogger apparently, okay. caught my attention. Um, approximately one in every thousand people in America will be at the Indianapolis 500 this weekend because there's approximately 330,000 people who actually attend this one-day race. So I'm curious about you guys. Would you ever attend the Indy 500? Do you think that's something you'd enjoy? Matt or Jim, I'll start with you. Not on my list. Uh, I would say... I don't even really have a strong desire to go to the Masters, but my ma- the Masters be on the list more than oh, yeah. the Indy 500. I think the Preakness Kentucky Derby would definitely be on okay. my list well over the Indy 500. I would say the Daytona 500 be on my list over the Indy 500. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess some golf stuff. Again, I'm not – whatever the – Whatever the one out, St. Andrews would probably be on my list oh, more than British anything Open. here. Yeah, and yeah. Pebble Beach more than the Masters. The Masters is a little, little hoity toity, a little uptight for me, but <laughs> oh, okay. uh, not really on my list. He doesn't like rules. Yeah. No, rule yeah. breaker. Yeah. <laughs> <Jim> <laughs> they, got, they got some rules. No, they got some ago. bad rules. Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Yeah, not so great. But what about you, Matt? Um, yeah, I'd be absolutely interested. I've actually been to the track. There's a golf course that goes through I've the... I've been to the track, too. Yeah, There's a golf course that... Golf, there's yeah. three holes that go through the infield of the racetrack. Really? Yeah, and That's it was designed awesome. by like a very famous uh, golf course designer in Pete Dye. So I've actually been in it, and there was motorcycles and Mustang cars just like doing laps. So it's pretty neat. 
That's pretty awesome. You don't realize how big like that it's, lap it's is like until you're inside miles, of it. Yeah, it's like, huge. It's, yeah, yeah, it's massive. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's actually I would definitely be intrigued to go there, especially the history, the history of it. You know, most races when they win, champagne, not there. You get that milk. You get that, that milk. milk. Yeah, yeah, Brickyard, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. So I think it. that's a cool tradition in the history of it. I don't think I would necessarily fit in, but I think I would have a good time with it. Yeah, Matt, you didn't realize until you're inside of it just how big it was. Is that what you said? Right? That's Some, what she said. Something like that, <laughs> young Something buck. like that, right? <laughs> All right, so lastly, <laughs> my final stone of the day, guys. It is International Greek, not Greek, excuse me, Geek Pride Day. It promotes the culture, hobbies, and interests of geeks worldwide. This includes comic books, novels, role-playing <laughs> games, tabletop games, video games, whatever you can imagine. So I ask you guys, what's the geekiest thing you are a fan of? Matt, I'll go ahead and start with you. Well, first of all, I just want to congratulate you and Alex on your day. It's nice that you guys Aww. have a day. Thank you. Hey, round of applause. We're little radio geeks over here, so thank you. Aww, uh, thank you. Geekiest thing? I don't know. Probably being a Star Wars fan, but I've got, like... I don't like buy models or anything, or you buy know what models? I mean. Like you know, like I don't have like collections toys. Oh, of toys. Sets yeah. And toys well, and when stuff? you're a collector, okay. they're models. They're not toys, guys. Oh, Come on, yeah, they're yeah. figurines. Yeah, of course. <laughs> God. Here's the thing: if you're gonna make fun of Star Wars collectors, you need to know enough about Star Wars collectors to make fun of them properly. Oh, you are just the worst type of person. <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely Star Wars should be one of them. Yeah. There are some Star Wars toys in the house. I mean, I nerd out over curling. Um, that, that's like your profession. Yeah. That's, okay. that's different. Um, I like the Marvel, the comic book stuff. I like some of the Wolverine stuff. So I guess that's nerdy as well. But you have comic books. I Well, I'm from a kid. I haven't gotten rid of them. They're still oh. around. I've given them to my daughter now. So, But there's nothing you guys are just like super passionate about. Like not even Star Wars. Maybe something from you know, back in your day, Matt, in the 1910s or whatever. Oh, you know, I used to have <laughs> Pokemon cards. Pokemon. That's not that. That's not old enough, though. That's too new. Too recent. I mean, here's the thing. Anything after the original 151 is like, those don't count. Those the aren't. original 151 Pokemon cards? Yeah. Well, Pokemon. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, Come on. I guess. All right. They, 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 Pokemon were out before he was born. I'm sorry, Jim. Nerd alert. Come to say on. What about you? The geekiness you probably played hell? Pogs or no? What was that? What was that other thing that uh, I mean, I people had, the, though, they didn't collect the them. Gen I, X did. You do a little. You do the Pogs for a little bit. Yeah. But I had you baseball, never had any Pogs? I had baseball cards. I had some comics. Baseball cards are up there for geeky. Yeah, I but I don't say. have them anymore. Like I have like <laughs> four. I have an Aaron Rodgers rookie card and like some old an Aaron Rodgers rookie card. Yeah, of then, all players. And then a few other cards that were given to me when I was a kid, like a Deion Sanders rookie, and then some like old like Dick Buckus, Mike Dicker cards that I was oh, giving me as a kid. Cool. But I just have them because cool. they were given to me as gifts. Huh. And then uh, I will say, here I'll, I'll do a nerdy thing. Uh, and I'll give Matt a, a shout out. Matt has brought back a. Napkin from the White House, and then yep. some uh, cocktail napkins from the ambassador uh, place in Canada. Uh, Canada, and I've I've put them in a frame now. So now one I just want to get it ruined. So now I'm framed, and now they're just in the house because it's cool. I mean, who has stuff from the White House? I do. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you have them right next to like your old World War Two. I know. I feel super models. old with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna when that is the oldest thing I have because when the kids have their own kids and I'm a grandpa, like look at. Grandpa in his stupid old napkin, but yeah, you have like a helmet from D days. Like this is the helmet Matt Hamilton wore when he stormed the beaches. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for throwing stones today. And I gotta say, 
neither of you had much geekiness going on, but Matt calling out Pokemon 151. I gotta give it to you for that. That's a sweep. I was only here for two days and one two. Doesn't matter if you're not. Counts for me. I won. At you least got once. sweep, Jimmy. Uh, sure. <laughs> Zero out of two out of two is not a sweep. You gotta get it to at least three. He's gone tomorrow. You can beat you can beat Jesse tomorrow. That's I'm, a sweep. I'm gonna beat Jesse tomorrow. Kyle Lapon chimes in. He had metal toy tractors. Okay, that's. I mean, I had Hot Wheels. The metal toys are cool because those are like it's like you're Vintage bringing not. back like co- toys from like the 20s. Your day. This is Relish and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Every minute, it's running through my head. Big Daddy Larry chimes in as far as the type of car that someone with a mustache would be driving. The uh, 1969 AMC AMX, and he also has a Matt So Old joke. Matt's so old, Christ's serial number is one, Matt's is two. Oh, all right. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, we have a couple of different uh, polls going on here. Our first one, which of these quarterback seasons would you would make you the most excited for Jordan Love if he matches the production? His first year as the Packers starter. Right now, 44% of you say Geno Smith in 2022. And then it's a tie between Mac Jones in 2021 and Jared Goff in 2022. And Ron of the Key chimes in, should have added Cutler's career. I suspect Green Bay fans don't realize they've been lucky to have Jordan be as good as Smoking Jay. I'd, be, I'd bet worse than most likely better than most of these guys here. Who is that from? Uh, Ron of the Key. Ron of the Key. I love that he used Smoking Jay. Smoking Jay Cutler, yeah, obviously an internet meme legend there. <laughs> and... I, this is more about expectations for Jordan Love because I, I honestly I can say I don't think he'll be bad. I don't think he's going to be realistically. It's been I don't think he's going to be like Zach Wilson where he's just benched. Everyone hates him. Like that's the most recent like just trash quarterback. Aaron Rodgers' best friend. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will will save his career and we can add that to the list. If Aaron Rodgers is traded to the Jets, wins the <laughs> Super Bowl, and turns Zach Wilson into a winner, it's a pretty good trade for the Jets. But I would say that there. I mean, there's always. Jamarcus Russell. I don't think he's going to be like to those lines. I think ju- <laughs> no, because he already is proving that he's putting in the work. I think he's been in the league longer than Jamarcus made it. So, well, Jamarcus would never think tr- about taking home the iPad and looking at practice plays, let alone actual game film. True. So, I, I think it's just about setting expectations and the idea that I think we all forget. Even Aaron Rodgers with maybe a lesser physical state last year. How hard it is to play quarterback at a at a good level in the NFL, let alone elite. Right, like you have hit the lottery twice now as Packer fans. Right, I don't know if you're going to hit it a third time because it is an inexact science. And even if it was an exact science, well, I mean, look at the goat Brady at like what 199? I think he was drafted at. And not only that, even if it is an exact science, it doesn't carry like DNA. Like, Ron Wolf was Brett Favre. Ted Thompson was Aaron Rodgers. Goody wasn't here. Maybe he was some sort of low-level scout probably when Rodgers was drafted, but not a decision-maker at that point. So right. it's not like some sort of carryover. Goody's quarterback that he wanted the first time was Drew Locke, which is trash. We'll have to see what Jordan Love is. But we also, Matt LaFleur has not developed Do you think there's ever been quarterback. quarterbacks that were trash in the NFL but could have been something in the right situation? 
I think, it's and, not, and not like just something, something substantial. I think this offense allows a lot of those quarterbacks, like maybe even a Jared Goff, or maybe even Jordan Love, uh, maybe even Justin Fields in Chicago, if he develops more as a passer, his running game is elite. But when you look at it, and that's by the way, that's the way the league is going more and more to. Josh Allen can run, Jalen Hurts can Having run. Having like, that as a failsafe is a great but asset. <laughs> this offense is designed to have the quarterback throw between 20 and 25 passes per game in its normal setting and make the throws basically where the quarterback just has to drop back and throw to an open receiver and try to make life really easy. So I think this offense that's in this league right now basically raises this the floor for a lot of people. It still doesn't help their ceiling. So that's why, again, right. I think in this offense, Jordan Love will look pretty good. 844-770-3776. Let's get out to Zena D. Hey, hey Z, how you doing? It's been a tumultuous 24 hours for you. How you feeling right now? You know, I feel fine. You know, I'm not (laughs) heartbroken because, you know what, Ben Russ is a guy that just takes everyone in and he wants to ruin their good name. I mean, (laughs) honestly, guy's a good guy sometimes. Funny host, knows a little bit about sports, just a little bit. But at the same point, I mean... You, he can call me a sock all he wants, but at the same point, he's the one that's willing to meet with me. He sent me a message back. And if, if I'm a stalker, <laughs> why would you have me on Snapchat? I, I, it makes no damn sense to me. I think so, Scalzo had your back it. there. He said you weren't a stalker, and we don't think you're a stalker either. You're just a fan of their shows. No, you're a fan of uh, ESPN Radio. Well, let's, let's take this in effect. The fans are what make the show. Without the fans, the show does not go on. And that's got to be 100% true. Yes, the sponsorships help out a lot. But you also got to fact, someone's got to listen to it. And if no one's listening, you're not going to get sponsorships. So yeah. at the same point. So, so we appreciate you, I get it, Matt. We appreciate you, Z. And I do, do want to say thank you for defending me, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to, but you came on, you defended me, and then after you got off, they to make a funnier, raspy voice. You got to understand, your voice is what makes you iconic. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. Appreciate it. Thanks. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Steve. So, and uh, iconic and sexy uh, Matt Hamilton there. <laughs> uh, it kind of helps the whole day, the both uh, their show, our show yesterday, come full circle there. I will say this. Uh, we we love Scouts and Brust, so like this is all in good fun. Yeah. Like I, I've known it's all tongue in cheek. Yeah, I've known Greg uh since uh, he was actually you know, what, I think twenty one, twenty two. So since he was Ryan's age. Right. When uh, he oh, was uh an intern here at uh ESPN Madison and I've known Brust uh back when he played in the team and I covered the team a little bit. So those guys are, are good guys. We're having some fun. Right. Uh but I get it. You do want to make sure you are appreciating your fans. And we appreciate all our fans. We're not as uh, we're not as established, so I mean you are. Because you're more famous and more attractive than Ben Bruss. Well, I mean, not according to that poll that Scalzo and Bruss put out. They Ben did apparently beat me on famousness. Uh, <laughs> on their own, yeah. Like you can do this Twitter thing all you want. It ain't, yeah. it ain't a thing. <laughs> uh, Cody and Milton. You can just go off social media numbers and it's over. But uh, Cody and Milton chimes in. I uh, wish we could have seen more of Matthew Stafford in this offense. It could have maybe been better than what's going on currently with the Lions. That's fair. But I think it was time for, obviously, the Lions to move on. And uh, Jerry and Madison chimes in. Matt's so old, he remembers when MTV played videos. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, man, I remember tuning in after school, watching music videos until 4.30. <laughs> 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 that uh, is 
was not the right audio clip for that. <laughs> I don't have any MTV audio drops. Sorry. Just oh turn it on the tube TV. Makes that sound. It sounds like it's going to explode. The when he first turned on the old, oh God. The, the old yeah. TV. The old Spectrovision. The only MTV I know of is uh, Jersey Shore. That's my, oh age my bracket. Gosh, Jersey Shore and I don't know. Such a baby. Like, pranked or what was it? Uh, punked. Punked. With punked, Ashton yeah. Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was uh, 844-770-3776. What do you know MTV for? I knew it for the music videos. Yo, MTV Raps and Headbangers Ball were well, like was big it, things. See, the big thing for me was uh, was a TRL Top 10. I think it was called TRL. Total Request Live. Yep, with uh, Carson. Carson Daly, yep. right? Yeah. That was that was like the go-to thing to turn on after school, like in middle school, 7th, 8th grade. How old is Matt Hamilton? He's just referencing 50-year-old Carson Daly. Like, oh, yeah, me and Carson Daly back in the day used to... Okay, well, Car- he was Carson Daly was like my age right now when he was doing the show. That, yeah, but he's old now. He was he was a young man back then. 844-770-3776. You can continue to chime in with how old is Matt Hamilton. This is brutal. <laughs> this show's been brutal. <laughs> You're winning a sex appeal. Are you not entertained? <laughs> you can't have it all. You're you're crushing Ben Brust in the in the sex appeal yeah, vote. What is what is the latest uh, standings on that, Ryan? Because uh, they did retweet it from Scalzo and Brust. I think I think uh, Brusty got a little in his feelings again and decided that the Scalzo and Brust family needed to come bail him out. So it's probably going to be tipping the other direction here soon. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. It's the Mountain Blue. You know what to do. And that's crush the world's greatest beer and. The most fan-friendly beer, Coors Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I once said on air that Ben is the type of guy I want to sell through a bar window. So <laughs> I don't like the guy one, one bit. <laughs> Whatever, you guys are co-workers, fun little game and all, but... Live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This might studio. be the song that I'm playing in my car with my mustache. This is a cool cruising down the road with a mustache song. Santana and Rob Thomas. Yes, I, I dig this song. And I forget. So the story behind it was that Santana didn't. I don't know necessarily knew who Rob Thomas was or not, but then had heard the song. I think Rob wrote it, and then he said, "Oh, you must be married to someone of." Latin or, or some uh, descent of that level, and uh, he's like, "Yep." So he's like, "Yeah, I'll perform it." So like the words, uh, Santana heard it, is like, "Yep, I want to sing it with you. I want to perform it." So uh, cool little fun story with that part of it too. I remember seeing the backstory behind it. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We are presented by Coors Light, just the people's beer because we're a people's really show, and we really are. Yes, absolutely. Just ask Matt Hamilton. People like him. <laughs> People, and, and here's the thing. If you buy me a drink, you're probably going to get one in return. Yes. So I have to look into this because that was the other controversy as far as like it could be a little bit cumbersome or weird to be able to buy a drink back for someone at the ball game. So totally. Like but, if someone buys me a drink or a shot at a bar, 
I am likely going to return the favor. But when you're in a ball game in Ben's situation and you have the shot, the guy literally delivered it to his seat. I don't think he's obligated to leave his seat when he he didn't want to go to the concourse in the first place. So there's the, to expect him to get the shot and then be like, okay, now we'll go to the concourse, something I didn't want to do in the first place, and then buy you that a shot in return. Like, that's crazy. The shot in return is not required. Or but to pay for it? Like No, the pay for it is strange. I, f- I feel like that's probably just the that's super of the worst. strange. That Somebody a, came to offer you a shot. You don't have to buy I that, feel like shot. that was a, I feel like we're being unfair to Z and D. I feel like that was just a misspeak. No, I, I don't I, think Z... No, I don't think Z expected it either. Yeah, I think it was just a misspeak. I think yeah. he was just saying, like, you offered to buy it back. Now, I will say this. I cannot speak 100% clarity, but I would imagine it's the same setup. I've been at Pfizer Forum, and I... Uh, I think our if it was our current market manager or our prior market manager, I took some advertising partners of the station to a Bucks game, and they asked me what section I was sitting in and what seat I was in. So I sent it to them, and boom, 10 minutes later, uh, four Coors Lights showed up. Oh. Because you can buy it. Even if you're not there, you can buy things on the app, on the in this case, the Bucks app, but the Brewers thing too. You buy stuff on the app, and you can send it to a section. Really? So, again, I can't speak for 100% clarity at AmFam Field, but I know at Bucks games, you can buy drinks for people in other sections at Pfizer Forum, and you can do that. Huh. This is back when Pfizer Forum served good beer. So, like, yeah. you could do that sort of thing. And um, I would imagine you could probably do that at AmFam Field. I don't see why you couldn't. Maybe that's one of the upgrades they need yeah. $500 million for. I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> the... That is interesting. Just to hit on it for a second, Matt. You know, we both read the article that right. the, the Brewers basically leased this back from the the state, and they're basically holding this hostage of like, give us this money, or we're not going to renew our lease. It doesn't work for either team. I don't know where the Brewers would go. I don't like the Brewers hiding behind Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball's playing the they're being the straw man here. The, they're playing the bad guy of like, well, right. we might just have to have a move. It's a bad look. Like if I was the Brewers. And let's say you're right. This isn't technically their stadium. So if we are going to give some funding from our budget to upgrade the stadium, but some of it's like they're getting a new scoreboard next year. Right. Scoreboard seems fine. So like I wish we had at least, <laughs> but can I at least get a, like a detailed, like, what are you fixing? Yeah. You know, like I yeah. would like to know that. What, what's run down? What are you doing? Like, let us know. And then, because there's a trade off here of like, are you fixing things or are you upgrading they things? They did say seats. So are you upgrading or are you fixing? Like, are you upgrading so you can sell it for more? Are we securing? Are we locking in prices for a little bit longer if we're giving money? Like yeah. I just want. But if I was the Brewers and I'm Mark Anthanasio, and I've said this a million times, cheap man has made a billion dollars in the valuation of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, the PR move here is that we will donate that dollar amount to local charities in the Milwaukee area. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about how the Milwaukee budget is not getting the like, people, state lawmakers, trying to. To get after the Milwaukee budget a little bit, while the Brewers could come through and say, "Hey, over the next, over the time frame of our extended lease, because we're going to extend our lease with you, we are partners in the community of Milwaukee, so we're going to donate this five hundred million dollars back to the community to charitable causes, and uh, we will spread that out over fifty years, whatever the new yeah. lease thing. It's a long lease, twenty five years. Yeah, I think it was stuff twenty forty two. I think I read in there. The Brewers are going to make back this money tenfold." Antonio can sell a team whatever he wants and make a billion dollars more than he sold, he did it for. And why don't you be good stewards of the community and give the money back? So take it from the state and give it back to the community. 
I think that would be a fair. That would be that would be good PR. That would be if the Milwaukee Brewers actually cared and were they just. In theory, they just want the money because they don't want to fix up the place. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Because you could just be like, hey, you're right. You know, like we are leasing it and we don't need to pay this, but we are partners in the community. So how about we give some money back? Yeah. Even if it's half of it. But realistically, that's a, you write a lot of that. I mean, you, that's all tax deductible. Right. So <laughs> we know how it is when you have a billion dollars. <laughs> and if you're in a billionaire, Mark Antonio, I'm sure you figured out. You know how taxes work. Yeah, I'm sure they've cooked the books for years about operating the loss. That's kind of how it works. So uh, that's my suggestion on that one. You got to keep the Brewers. I don't love teams asking for money. The Packers asked for two million dollars to help operations costs for the NFL draft because like, well, we'll bring back more than that. Uh, how about you just pay for it? So it's your thing. Green, like Packers, you have money. In the coffers, coming out your ears from never paying any pay, anyone to play with Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> <laughs> and like, why don't you just pay this? It's two million dollars, Packers. Like, it's your party. Why does Green Bay have to pay it? Why? Because I mean, Green Bay is going to get a lot of money from it. So, do we pay every business that brings money in here? Yeah, we give them tax breaks and all sorts of things. Again, if you are, if you're going to bring a business to a, a city, they will. Roll off the red carpet for you. Right, but this is a one-day event. I'm yeah, just curious, that, like, how many tax breaks and how much money do we give t- for Summerfest? I, I'm curious. Maybe the answer is all for all these different things. No, is I'm Brad, sure there is. Is Bradfest getting a tax break for being and here They're, this they're raising money for charity. Well, they're, they're, that's a charitable event. Yeah. Oh, well, then, they yeah, definitely they are getting get a tax, tax break. Breaks. Yeah, yeah. But they deserve it, then. <laughs> I'm just saying. Green I Bay, mean, a lot of businesses are going to get right, more but, people coming through because there's going to be people in town. Like, you're the Green, Green Bay, Bay is going to benefit from You're the from Green them. Bay Packers. It's just, a, it's just a tough look for me, a tough pill for me to swallow. Well, they're just saying. sad because not everyone that can, wants to go to the draft can stay in Green Bay because it's not a big enough town to well, accommodate they need everybody. Because if it snows, you got to clear all that snow out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Because they want to hold Bay it in the me. middle of Lambeau Field. It's going to be awesome, Jim. I'm not saying it won't be awesome. I just don't like Green Bay asking for $2 million. That's fair. I guess that's fair. You're the Packers. You've got $2 million from your fans. You sell them pieces of paper that are worthless and tell them it's worth Sell us another round. I'm in. At least do that. Yeah, this is Roger (laughs) Hamilton presented by Coors Light.